I'm Jerry. Hi, I'm Victoria. Hello, I'm Melanie B. Hello, I'm Emma. Hiya, I'm Melanie C. Five very British girls who had all worked hard taking small-time entertainment jobs wherever they could before answering a life-changing ad in a magazine. The Spice Girls were a manufactured product designed to rival the boy bands of the time, such as Take That and E17. But even before their first album was released, they were seizing control of their image, their careers, and most importantly, their music. By the time Spice, their debut album, was released, Jerry, Victoria, the two Mel's, and Emma had a firm grasp on their creative direction. But spare a thought for Michelle Stevenson. Who's she? Exactly, that's the point. She was fired, a fact that she disputes, despite scoring the highest marks during the audition process. Where is she now? Today we are retro-reviewing the album Spice, which comes fairly close to a perfect pop album. It's an overtly sexual work aimed at tweens, and its impact on a generation of young girls and boys was simply enormous. We've got a massive Spice party happening today. We've got Rocco, Simon, Lee, David, Albie, Henrik, and Nick. We've got so many people on the line, I can't even keep up. G'day, Spice Party. Hey. Hello. Hey. Woohoo. Hey. Uh, hey, Lee, interesting facts to kick us off. Some of the girls weren't even in the original lineup. No, they weren't. In fact, there was quite. The, the lineup went through quite a lot of changes before it, it kind of finalised on the five girls that we knew. So some, uh, they were originally called um, Touch. Um, and then they went through like different auditions. Some girls left, and then they were going to call themselves Spice, and that was Jerry Halliwell decided on that. But then, because there was a rapper already called Spice, they changed it to the Spice Girls. So yeah, it, it yeah, it could have been so different. Could have been so different indeed. Hey Lee, which Spice Girl are you? Oh, uh, I'm a little bit scary. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Henrik, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about the Henrik story. Yeah, I'm a 32 Spice Girls lover. I would grow up with the Spice Girls since I was like eight or nine. I have watched the Istanbul live show a hundred times. I've seen the Brits Awards 97 a hundred times. I'd be like, yes, I'm loving the Spice Girls. And I think I will be a Jerry with the Junior Jack dress if I was a Spice Girl. Henrik, what do you think of this debut album? This is an amazing piece of work. I don't remember much of the album. I was I was eight, nine, but anyway, I think it's become a huge success. They were everywhere, were everywhere in the new newspapers, TV, radio, they were everywhere. But I think the album came like a bomb to everyone and everyone loved it. Yeah, like a bomb, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Simon, you're from the UK. We have to go to you. I mean, you guys know what you're doing when it comes to pop. The best of British pop, going back to the 50s, 60s, you guys know how to do pop music. Spice Girls, no exception. Yeah, I agree. Um, And they were so revolutionary at the time. Like, I remember I was probably about 14, 
And I just remember like being completely obsessed with them because they, they weren't particularly commercial, but at the same time they were like really, really pure pop. Hang on a second, Simon, not particularly commercial. Are you serious? No, I don't think so. Mm, no, I th- so uh, Wannabe specifically wasn't. Like if you look at the kind of pop landscape at the time, it was almost sort of more akin to like shampoo and that kind of, there was something kind of anarchic about it and it really, it was quite jarring at the time really. And then obviously as Wannabe was a really kind of almost alternative pop song. Our man with his finger on the pulse of information. Rocco, tell us the background to this album, because Simon's right, they had to fight for Wannabe to be the opening single, as far as I understand. Well, as far as the background is concerned, I know that they were fighting from the very beginning to have their own, um, to basically be in charge. You know, like you said, it started as a manufactured thing, but I think Jerry really was the one that helped encourage them to um, see their potential. I think, uh, you know, when they, when they talk about Wannabe, they talk about it as a song that came so naturally to them. And they say they wrote it very quickly. And there were a lot of like private inside jokes in the lyrics. And I think that they just had a feeling about it. And it happens a lot of times with artists, you know, especially when you're just starting out. A lot of times people at the record label don't know that you know what you're talking about because you've never done anything yet. But I think that they, their personalities were just so infectious and I, you know, they just fought for it and they knew not to back down and they got their way and um, the rest is history. Hey, David, if there was any person on the line who was going to misinterpret the lyrics of Wannabe in favour of some sort of sexual slant, it would be you. What's Wannabe all about? If there was a person... What? <laughs> what? Oh, that's If there was a person who was going to make it sexual, it would be you. Oh, why? What is it with me being a sex lot of the, of the podcast? Now, I don't get it. Now, hear, hear me out. Hear me shade, out because- shade, shade host. Wannabe is about friendship and holding hands and going to the shop together and, and, you know, going to the movies and eating popcorn. Do you see it that way, David? Yes, completely. Completely. (laughs) Absolutely. What was it like over there in the States, the Spice Girls? Did they have an impact? Yeah, because it was uh, 1996, the end of 96. For five years, we were emboldened in alternative music. And that's all it was, you know, grunge, alt rock, pop had gone away. So when the Spice Girls came out, it was, they brought back pop music like tenfold. It was pretty amazing. Sometimes amateurs know best and the lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk. The show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Nick, you must have been pretty young when this was released. Oh, yeah. If not, possibly not born. No, no, I was, well, my sisters were born, but I wasn't yet, but they 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 caught me up with everything about the Spice Girls. And by the way, Tim, to get off topic quick, what which Spice Girl would you be? I, 
is your favorite or would you be on yes <laughs> my favorite spice girl is 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 posh spice the least talented one yeah me out me it's like combined with emma and posh <laughs> What does the Spice Girls mean to you? Are they still relevant? Um, well, they're not. I mean, they're not as popular as. I mean, they, they still get talked about a lot, even after all these years. Like, I have younger cousins who uh, would perform "Wanna Be." I think, yeah, it was "Wanna Be" in the in their drama class, and they're like fifteen or fourteen right now. I remember when I was younger, I had the awful, 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 uh, but but guilty pleasure um, Spice World movie. And oh dear, <laughs> who has it, that movie? I had it on VHS. I still have it on VHS, but I think I tore up the cover, or we, me and my sisters tore up the cover, so it's just a blank VHS. And I think I brought it to preschool one day, and I said, "Let's watch it." And <laughs> I don't know if we did because you know the movie has some uh, inappropriate stuff in it for toddlers, but. I feel that yeah, they you know they were big in America when they first landed here. Um, their album, you know, had the great singles. But I wasn't an album's listener until I heard this album, and you know we'll get into that later with the song "Naked." And I'm like, wow, this is a little tongue in cheek for tweens to be listening to. But it's also good to explore their sexual desires. I mean, they're going to learn about sex anyway. What do we make of that song, Naked? Anyone have an opinion about this? Because it was aimed at tweens, and there's a song called Naked, and not to mention that's the most obvious example. There are plenty of examples on here of stuff that is raunchy, to say the least. Yeah, when I when I first saw the title Naked on the album, the back <clears throat> track listing cover, I was shocked. I was like, shit, is this song going to be very explicit? And, you know, like, I have lots of ideas in my head, like, naked. There's so many ways you can go with this. Well, I think it's about, it's, it's a, it's, I think it, it is partly about sex, but I don't, I think it's about more than that. I think it's about growing up, and I think it's about honesty and being, you know, not just naked physically, but emotionally naked and being, you know, honest with your partner. And I think there's a deeper meaning to it. Would the average nine-year-old understand that though? I don't think they need to. I don't think it's, I mean, they might when they get older. Um, No, I don't think they would, but I think that uh, the melodies of so many of the other songs, um, are so infectious that I don't think it would bother, it, w- it would matter that they didn't understand that song. And um, it's not something that is overt in a way that would, uh, you know, be leave a bad impression. It's not like something a nine-year-old couldn't listen to. Yeah, I think most nine-year-olds would probably have skipped Naked anyway. They probably just wouldn't have listened to it. It, it doesn't, like, it's not dirty, um, like a lot of the music like a lot of the music nowadays it's got them so old um but you know it's it's it, it's still got that kind of classy adult mature side to it i was 14 it kind of went over my head a bit i was nine when that album came out and i was like huh and then when they performed the song naked they always sit with on the with the on the chairs and all that and covered up so they didn't exploit the nudes but that is a song I skip when I see the album. Be like, nah, next. I don't know where I read this. I think it was on YouTube, but um, there someone like saw a live performance of Naked, and they commented saying um, when they first saw it on TV, or like when it was like live or whatever when it was airing, they all laughed because 
the girls, you know, yeah, they're naked, baja, maturity. But they were like, I think behind some chairs or something, I was performing the song naked. There were plenty of nine-year-old girls and boys holding the CD, just giggling profusely at the at the mere track that was called Naked, that's for sure. Now, it's interesting that, that Naked is probably, of all the tracks on this album, one of the few that people might skip. I said at the top that I believe this is pretty close to a perfect pop album. Let's be negative. What are the tracks that didn't need to be on this album? Because it's pretty much wall-to-wall awesome pop tunes, but there are a few mm, iffy tunes on here as well. Uh, I have two. I skip Naked and Mama. Something kind of funny for sure. That one's like very like. Ooh, I think, I mean, for me, it's an album of two halves. It's kind of like very pop which was very UK, very UK pop. And then there was the tracks that kind of sounded very TLC-esque, which were clearly done to kind of get the US market. Because I think up until the Spice Girls, it had been a long time before since a UK act had like broken in America. So I think they purposefully went for a sound that would fit with the US market. I, I don't I don't hate any of this. I mean, for me, Mama is a little bit cheesy. It's a bit kind of, um, you know, they wheel it out every Mother's Day uh, on the radio. So, but it's a sweet song. But if I was going to take one off, it would be Mama for me. Oh, I'm going to stand up for Mama. Like you, you guys are too cynical. It's sweet. It's lovely. And how often do you see a song written about mums and i love the video clip with the old footage of the mums who stood behind their girls because these girls worked bloody hard to get where they were they i actually saw i saw a clip of emma bunton beating up an old man to steal his wallet on eastenders which was very amusing to me i don't know why i think it says much more about me than emma bunton but i love the fact i love hard-working people i love dedicated committed people and all these five girls worked their asses off before they actually uh, got into this group they were all slogging away like little actresses and entertainers usually do before they hit it big most of them don't hit it big let's be honest but i'm standing up for mama is anyone else yeah i am too i actually made a cassette for my mother on mother's day when i was like seven years old when i put this song on it yeah so you know i have kind of a sentimental sentimental memories regarding that song. Rocco, did you ever sing this song to your mum? I never sang it to her now. Um, well, that's the best Mother's Day gift she ever received. Yeah. Well, you've never heard me sing, Tim. Um, I'd like to hear you try singing it. My sister actually <laughs> sung it to my mom, <laughs> and I like it too. It's cute. Mama's corny, let's face it. <laughs> nah, mom is not that corny, but it's sweet, but it's not. I didn't connect with the song at the time. David, for you, the best and the worst on the album. Oh, okay. Well, the best, and and going going back to your uh, sex pot comment, uh, the best is to to become one because that song is about coitus. So I I will say that that to become one, you know, that that makes me horny. So that that's the sexuality of of the of the album Spice. So it's not all popcorn and holding hands and and Hello Kitty. But uh, the la- the bad song, the what I take off would be just yeah, something kind of funny. 
that, that song was meh. I mean, uh, Wanna Be, Say You'll Be There, To Become One are classic. Everyone knows the lyrics. If you go to a nightclub and hear Wanna Be, you sing along to the damn song. If you hear it on the radio, you you can sing the whole song effortlessly. There's a safe sex message on uh, To Become One too, David. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, slip that condom on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She didn't say the word condom, though, did she? She said, put it on. We all know what it meant. Absolutely. She's like, put it on, put it on. So Condoms were the only thing that the Spice Girls did not promote when they were. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if if they had Spice Girls condoms? They had lollipops, they had bubblegum, they had dolls, they had... Cadbury chocolate. chocolate, oh my god, that was great. I still, to this I day, have good. all the stickers that I collected from the lollipops and the bubblegums. They even had Spice Girls Pop Rocks at one point. Oh I still god. have all the wrappings saved to this day. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. I had so many things. I had the keychains. I had the dolls. I had. You should have a museum. <laughs> yeah, I should. Okay, uh, very good. And um, David, which Spice Girl are you? Mm, uh, well, the horny one. Excuse me. The horny one. Yes. But, shut up! Shut up! Uh, I would say posh. Uh, but that was in the early days, and now Emma Bunton, baby. I love her. I love her mm. so much. <laughs> i got to say, I'm not even British, Simon and Lee, but I'm, I'm so proud of these girls and the way that they negotiated their careers. I know they've had ups and downs, all of them, particularly Jerry, or we'll probably point to all of them, had their ups and downs and a few scandals on the way. But honestly, considering the mass of fame they've had, I have nothing but respect for the way they've managed these careers because it's like riding a bull. It really is. And all five of them have come out the other end incredible. I love Victoria and, and the life that she and the, the respectful career she's carved out for herself now. But all of them, just amazing. I wish Emma Bunton wouldn't act from time to time. That makes me cringe <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That, they're all awesome. I mean, Simon, are the British people really proud of these guys? I think so. I, I mean, they're very well respected. They're, it's kind of a love-hate thing. I think the, we have a lot, we have this with a lot of people. So there's the love-hate thing of, yes, we understand they represent our country and we love them and adore them and they're great. We also want to flag them off because that's kind of what we do. Mm. So I think there's kind of a, a love-hate thing going on with them. I was going to say, they, they came out at the Olympic Games in those London taxis and, you know. I love that performance. You can celebrate them in situations like that. Um, but I think if you were to say to someone, what's your favourite Spice Girls song? They'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to that rubbish. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, I love the um, Olympic performance. That was such iconic when they did this uh, Spice Up Your Life and the Wannabe mashup. I was like, yes, you give me everything I want with that performance. And I love Melby Jumpsuit. Oh, that was gorgeous. I, I um, sat two feet behind Emma, Jerry and Mel C at a Will Young concert at a stately home about five years ago. I would fan out if I saw them two feet away and be like, hey, I love you. 
back to the album, Spice. This is awesome. You've got to put this on, people. Go back and revisit it. I'm always surprised by how many of their biggest hits are on their debut album. I get confused. I thought some of them came a bit later. Who Do You Think You Are, for example? And I love the fact that that hits in the sequencing quite late in the album. This is a brilliant piece of work. Yeah, I love this song. I, it's it's infectious. As soon as that, not even when the beat drops. As soon as it starts, when you hear that like that guitar or whatever it is in the very beginning, and then as soon as the beat drops, it's just like it, it's so good. And it's it's. I really feel like the UK and Europe, they're so like forward thinking when it comes to dance music. And I feel like it's so much better a lot of the time than what comes out of America. And that's that's like a perfect example of that. It's such a great song. Excuse me, Sweden sends out good dance out beat too, so don't shade us. Sweden's we very good. Us, with you, give us you, yeah. <laughs> But I think I think the who do you think you are song will still I think the Brits Awards performance will always be the thing people remember it with. With the nose, the, like they did it for comic relief with the noses and all that, like the clown noses. I don't know if any of y'all remember that. But, mm. What are your thoughts on? Anyone have any thoughts on the B sides of this album? Or Take Me Home is my favorite. Which thing uh, B side? What ever. Uh, like b- bonus tracks or songs that didn't make it onto the album, like you know, "Take Me Home." Bumper to Bumper is really good. I love that song. Yeah, uh, Kathy Dennis. That's a great. You song. can never go wrong with Kathy Dennis. <laughs> this was a time when it was transitioning, and especially in the U.S., from grunge to pop. And I want to say it was a space saver for Madonna as she was doing Evita during that time, and she is is still is the biggest pop star ever in that time. Um, it was a great place saver for pop music and it, you know, female driven women empowerment and everything that Madonna stands for. So it was just a great space saver. Yes. She said she likes Posh Spice the best. And she took Lola, I think, to their New York show after Jerry left. Also, when it comes to the remixes from this album, I have to say that David Morales remix of who do you think you are is a classic it was in the spice world movie and i really love that remix and honestly all their albums and songs with spice girls like i think is it safe to say that they're the best girl group out there and have um, will be ever ever nick you obviously have never heard of banana rama <laughs> well girls allowed <laughs> <laughs> I know both of them. Or Diana Ross and the Supremes. Hello, hello. I can't. Hello. Like more like I don't know success than the Spice I mean, Girls. I mean, don't you agree? They're like one of the best. I mean, I, this I, I, album is the best-selling album by a girl group in music history, still to this day. So they've definitely sold the most records. Mm. I mean, I mean which is the best? Had... That's up to the. I mean, no one can ever really say which is the best. Is that worldwide? Yes, yeah. like a group. Okay, I thought it was TLC for like the US or something like that. Crazy, sexy, cool is a diamond platinum album that I know. The first three singles, all the music videos were stellar. Especially uh, "Say You'll Be There." I think that was the whole mm. superpower. You know, other kitschy names and, you know, the effects were great. The sexy man in the car wasn't bad, you know, but it was a really, really, 
It was a great video, and To Become One, beautifully done. The videos, we got to give props for at least those three videos. Really good. I love, I love the three first music videos. Love. But I have to say, we have to give us some shout-out to props to this last song of the album, uh, So You Think You Can Dance, as a great uh, tour opening act, because that song is such a good song for opening the whole concert and tours. Oh, yeah, if you can. yeah, and they sampled yeah. uh, they sampled the Humpty Dance from Digital Underground. Has anyone seen the Spice Girls live? No, I was going to, but you know they didn't come to North America, and uh, Europe is a bit far. Yada yada. <laughs> uh, Return of the Spice Girls tour was really good. I saw them live here in Los Angeles, and uh, the Pussycat Dolls were sitting right in front of me, so they were kind of like eyeing their. The trailblazers, if you will. I mean, if you saw the comments on their Instagram, the people were screaming, come here, come here, come here. I was like, come to Sweden. But I was so close to buying tickets, but the plane ride back and forward would took, take me two days. But I have to, I would have to go from Sweden to the UK to then go to Poland and then go home. I was like, that's a mess. Hey, we, we spoke about, we spoke about all the tracks except for Love Thing and Last Time Lover. What are y'all thoughts on Oh, I love Love Thing. I wanted to talk about that song. That is, that's one of my favorite songs on the whole album, actually. I love the bridge, uh, not the bridge, the uh, pre-chorus that Victoria sings. That's like my favorite part of the whole song. And uh, I actually like Last Time Lover. It's very, um, very freaking catchy and like, the last time lover like that part i think you can hear a male vocalist in the background if you listen very very closely where's tim where's tim tim come back to us please we beg you please tim come back please please i beg you the time to talk show is a podcast made by passionate amateurs who simply love pop culture unlike other podcasts we can't raise revenue through traditional advertising so we rely on the support of our listeners to keep us going if you'd like to make a donation to time to talk click on the link in the description your support will help with our production costs and allow us to keep bringing you content that celebrates honors and skewers the very best and worst in the world of popular music film trends and culture Thank you for enjoying our shows. We absolutely love our growing legion of loyal listeners. We're going to round it off. Let's let's go one one last shot for each person. So mute yourself until we come to you. The question is, which Spice Girl are you? And would you go and see, or should there be a reunion tour? Let's start at the top of the list here. Um, we'll start with our friend Henrik. Uh, yeah, there should be a new Spice Girls tour. If we, even if we only got the four of them, I would go. Love to go. That is my one wish in life to do. And I still stay stand by. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jerry. I'm a lady. I love that girl. I love that woman. Yes, girl. Mwah. Good on you, Henrik, and well done on your first podcast, by the way. Awesome. Thank Ooh. you. Mantakar. I would, I, just to rub everyone's noses in it, I did go and see them last time they toured, and it was awesome. Um, I um, I think, I, I would like them to tour as a five, just to end it, and kind of like bring everything to kind of a close. Um, I'm still Mel B, because I've got the flavour, the bad behaviour, so yeah, peace out. <laughs> I got the flavour, the bad behaviour, Rocco. 
Yes, I want them to tour. I've never got to see them. I wanted to see them when I was a kid. I didn't get to see them when I was in high school, and I didn't get to see them last time. Yes, please come to New York City, play Madison Square Garden, Radio City, Barclay Center. Yes, please. And I would like all five of them, although if if Victoria doesn't want to do it, I'd be okay with that. I love that. I see a t-shirt in the making. She's not here. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. It changes daily. Sometimes I'm posh, sometimes I'm Jerry or scary. It depends on my mood. Uh, I would love to see them come back to the U.S. I've seen them for the, like I said, for the return of the Spice Girls tour and... Um, they're still big and no matter what people say they're huge there's still a demand for them especially here in the united states because the last tour that they did in the united states was cut short i believe thanks albie it's great to have you on the show as well and i tell you you what australia was ripped off because they were definitely in talks to come to australia before this bloody covid thing hit david uh yeah of course i would like to see the five like yeah and just to end it correctly as long as, you know, Posh got some singing lessons. And then um, I, I would stick with Posh because I love fashion. I noticed nobody ever says that they always wanted to grow up to be Sporty Spice, which is a bit sad. Nick? I'm going to have to choose Emma. And if they do tour again, I do hope they come to New York or even on Ontario, Quebec. Nice, Nick. I was looking at the YouTube footage of their last uh, reunion that they did in the UK. Amazing. They've still got the energy and the, whoever staged it and everything, the, the fact that they broke up into little clans. It was very exciting, I've got to say. You don't see concerts like that too often these days. Simon! I'd rather a Mel C tour, to be honest, than a Spice Girls tour. I'd like to see her next year. Oh my god, everyone has had a pair of Adidas pants like that. Oh my god, it's like the 90s, so 90s. Hey guys, thank you very much for the spice party. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you, Tim.